and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, podcast number 22. I'm your host, Brian. With me tonight, podcasting from the tree that he was chased up, is Ian. Hello, everybody. And, of course, podcasting naked, he hasn't been briefed yet, Mac. As the day I was born. And, uh, and, and Eric, I, I couldn't come up with any. I thought podcasting from his correctional facility, but then I thought it was too mean. What do you think? Better than nothing. Better than nothing. Okay. Podcasting from his correctional facility, we have Eric. Hello. How's everybody doing tonight? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Very good. All right. Well, we, you know what? We've got a lot on our, on our, our on our docket tonight. Can we call it a docket? Yeah, we can call it. Yeah, let's call it. We can call it whatever we want. And and of course, you know, we we had so much last week that I had to cut you all off because you're just yakking away. Yeah, but you encouraged us. <laughs> oh, so it's my fault. Of yeah, course. it's always your fault. Oh man, blame the victim. You guys are terrible. <laughs> all right. So, do we have any? Uh, we don't really have any announcements. Do we? This is kind of an off week for us. We're just just. Well, we could re- reinforce our announcements from last time, but yeah. Still got my story up at the fifth D, which I'd love for everyone to check out. The link is on our Facebook page. There you go. Yeah. So check out check out the stories. All right. Well, let's get started with um with some science. Huh? You guys want to uh, talk about some science? We're, we're classifying this as science, but I I definitely challenge the scientific nature of okay. this study. So this article from the Daily Fail, uh, Daily Mail. I you know that swear that was a slip tongue. <laughs> women why oh yeah okay. why do women give birth to more girls oh, okay so tell me why how they came up with this well what what is this all about well um this uh dr kenazawa apparently for a while now has been um making the claim that um attractive people are more likely to have daughters than sons and um this goes into the data he collected about it. Now, apparently at age of seven, he had 17,000 kids, is that what we say? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. 17,000 babies. 17,000 kids. And at the age of seven, he had their attractiveness rated by their teachers. Well, he used a study where at the age of seven, their attractiveness right. yeah. was rated by okay. teachers. Okay. Now, to start with, I find that part disturbing. First off, teachers rate the attractiveness of their kids. Second off, that you could rate the attractiveness of a child at seven for what they're going to be as an adult. Okay, right but there, uh, hold on, hold on. That that's fine. We we can we can talk about the problems, but let's talk about what he did so, first. Oh, okay. So right there, I have you know. You've, so then, when they reached forty-five, they were asked about the gender of their children, and he, he used that you know information to determine that the more attractive people are um, more likely to have a daughter. Okay. So to me, this sounds like he didn't actually do the study. He took a study and did a meta-analysis on it. Does, does that sound right? Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds yeah. like. So we, so we know very little about the study where he chose to get his information. Yeah, it well, sounds like it's a very subjective study, too. Well, yeah. It's, I it's mean, a, you're basically, uh, attractiveness is itself subjective. Right. And that, that was, you know, especially at seven. I mean, how and, can you go through a group of seven-year-olds and say, okay, this one's going to be hot when she's 20? You can't. Yeah, you can. You just know. <laughs> the other thing, too, on this is, sorry, the other thing, too, on this is, this is only done in one country. So it's 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 not really... It's not really worldwide. There are a lot of different factors right. that could be affecting why, you know, these now, what, what, women who are hot at seven and are hot at 45 okay. had daughters <laughs> rather than sons in, in England. All right. Eric had it's something also, to add. It's, uh, oh, I it was what well, that was. But it's also stated backwards because 
according to the next line of this article, those rated as attractive are equally likely to have a son or daughter, while unattractive sorts were more likely to have a son. So he's going backwards on it. Right, and, and, and that's the weird reason to how he reached the conclusions he did. But what I find interesting is if you look um, further into the article, um, Andrew Giltman, a st- statistician from Columbia University, um, took the People magazine annual beautiful people from 1995 to 2000. Using that data, he had just the opposite. Said, okay, they're more likely to have by looking at those people and saying what children have. Yeah. So he, so he the, and but here's the other problem with this is that I mean this is terribly subjective. I mean, do we all find Paris Hilton attractive? Because I certainly no. don't. No. no. No, actually, I think she's kind of. And okay, I don't so that's think a any fail. Of us want her to reproduce anyways. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So maybe this is a bad example, but I'm sure that we could find an example. I mean, because a lot of people do think she's hot. Uh, I don't get right. it. Right. But but so it's totally subjective. Extremely. The other problem is, uh, while you might be able to make a case for the men who end up with beautiful women, uh, the beautiful women themselves have no evolutionary advantage or are, are not able to determine the sex of child. Well, and that was the other thing. On the man. Well, yeah, well, okay, I think that, but there, there is some there is some interesting studies in regard to that specifically, um, having to do with like like women when they're in impoverished situations are more likely to have a have a girl than than a boy because they take resources. I mean there's some studies that 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 point to that as well. So 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 there's some interesting stuff going on there um that hasn't been completely figured out. So there's some interesting data over there as well. So can they? Maybe that maybe there is some environmental pressures that affect that as well. It's entirely possible. But one way or the other, it looks like he's taking statistics and trying to make science out of statistics that really could go either way. Well, that's a problem with the meta-analysis. I mean, the, the meta-analysis, meta-analysis, I mean, it, it, they're generally very poor because you're taking somebody else's data that was designed to do one thing and you are trying to make it do something else. So it's you know, problematic I wouldn't from necessarily the say I wouldn't necessarily say this is... I wouldn't necessarily say it's a bad theory, but his way of proving the theory leaves something to the to be desired on this. Well, okay, is it good? It's enough? not necessarily a bad theory, but he can't take a theory and say that it's a fact. Well, no, but is it good enough? Does he have enough data here to to do it to say we need to do a proper study on this? He has enough data to say that a proper study might be okay. So we he has can't enough say sta- that. He has enough data to say that maybe there is a tendency, but a proper study would prove one way or the other. It's still because beauty is subjective. Uh, ends up, I mean, how, how do you? How are you going to quantify that? Yeah. Well, he's Japanese, <laughs> and apparently he's, and he Japanese goes... are much e- are much better at spotting beautiful women when they're okay. Just watch the Japanese anime; you'll know what I'm talking about. That is awfully scary. <laughs> but that... but he, he also it seems to be into looking at some really weird connections, like. Um, he claimed another of his studies made headlines when he found that men who cheat on their partners are more likely to have lower intelligence. Yeah, that I've was, heard that that was an interesting too. one to it's that one was an interesting conclusion to come to. Yeah. So it, it seems like he really he looked for some odd connections to things. I could easily because, say men who are of lower intelligence are more likely to get caught cheating on others. <laughs> there yeah, you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, it, you know, essentially, because you can look back th- that that kind of analysis go- applies to also the, the the study that was recently done showing that atheists are more likely to know about religion, but they're also likely to skew higher on the intelligence. So, w- which factor, you know, is uh, is so that's just another of his articles is that atheists and uh, liberals are intelligent. Yeah, so you, there's that there's that too, and I like that study myself. You know. <laughs> 
But um, I, I linked his um, Wikipedia page on our notes, and okay. you can look at. Apparently, you know, a lot of pe- people question um his studies. Wow. There's a lot of um because he goes into some odd areas, you know, that are very controversial, very. Um, to me, unscientific. That he, he's just looking for odd connections that aren't really there. Well, I mean, in I some mean, ways, that's how science gets started. I mean, th- that's okay. He's he's a theoretical scientist. He comes up with theories, and some of his theories have may have some merit. He's not a he's not a evidence based science. He's a he's a theoretician, a and some of his theories are interesting, but you know, okay. without theories, what would science be? You might call without him people coming. You you might call him a theoretician. I might call him an anecdotalist. <laughs> you might call him an anecdotalist too. He comes up with theories though, and without theories, what what would we have to? Test okay, and that's fine. So we can move forward on this. But sometimes though, these kind of stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I this, this these are interesting social experiments. But I don't care. Yeah. You know. Well, but you know what? You're you're married to an attractive woman, and you've got daughters, Brian. Well, but I have a face for radio. So how did that happen? <laughs> Uh, well, usually the scientist who's doing the science comes out with his own hypothesis. Well, that's generally the case, right? So is he gonna is he gonna pursue this? Does the guy have tenure? That's what I want to know. Does he have tenure? It sounds like he's been doing this for a while. Like... So yeah, okay. Uh, the, the top uh, reference on the wiki page leads uh, this all his papers, so it's interesting. He seems to start getting crazy around two thousand. Is that is that when he got tenure? <laughs> ah, all right. So. Um, we talked. You know, oh, honestly, he's got some interesting theories, but it'd be it'd be nice to see harder science on the theory he's got, rather than just anecdotal or or just statistical evidence. Here's the problem so, with that, though: is if he had that, the Daily Mail wouldn't publish it. That's true. All right, do you guys remember Podcast 18? Um, no, no. I remember doing Podcast 18. If that helps, there was a Podcast 18. Yeah, there sure was. Wow, Eric, were you with us what for about, Podcast 18? What, what specifically uh, about Podcast probably. 18? Oh man, you know Eric can't get a word in edgewise. You guys are so chatty. <laughs> His words aren't edgewise; they're usually straight on. Were you there for that podcast? Uh, possibly. Okay, this is one where we talked about. Uh, we talked about an article that said. Um, article? Yeah, it was an article. That talked yeah, about I, I heard Oracle from you. Okay. The, well, I'm the Oracle, but this was an <laughs> oh, okay. article. And it talked about uh, basically that, you know, that secular societies were more moral. And the article was was interesting, but it, it really didn't – it talked some about the study, but I really felt at the end of it that it was uh, – the article really didn't sway me. And so um, somebody, unfortunately anonymous, uh, put um, in the comments on um, uh, on the website for 18, they put a link to the full study. Well, and we also kind of agreed at that time that the information we were given, um, while it necessarily didn't um, defend that, it, it could be used to say that um, you don't need God to have a moral society. Okay. That was great. Yeah. Well, so the study, um, and this was from the Journal of Religion and Society— um, this is a cross-national correlation of quantifiable social health with popular religion and s- secular secularism in a prosperous, uh, prosperous democracy. democracy. In the prosperous yes. democracies. So, there you go. Blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. It's, it, the whole thing is awfully wordy. There's lots of words in this thing. So I went through it yeah, the best. It's, it's not exactly a page turner. The language, <laughs> no. isn't, language isn't exactly uh, 
burning up, but it is an interesting study. No, it's incredibly interesting, and you know, and and I understand, you know, the article did the best that they can to make it to, to really make it interesting. But it is interesting. They talk about um, they start up by by in the introduction giving the claims that um, that uh, religious people make about societies and particularly what's going to happen if they if they lose their belief in God um, that religion or that um, crime rates are going to increase. Um, they they claim that um, prayer and other religious practices reduce uh, reduce violence, suicide, and non monogamous sexual activity. They they claim, and this is uh, I thought this is interesting. They claim that we are wired to believe in God, and and really I, that that's interesting and probably true, but you know that doesn't make it right. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, you know, they 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 mention that all of our political candidates, particularly running for president, always um, come out and cite in the U.S. and you know they 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 talk about their faith. Yes. Let me throw something in here real quick. Well, let quick. me finish. All right. Go ahead. I, I'm going through it. Th- this is, you know, I've got my notes here, but basically, okay. um, so, and this, and they make the, they make the assumption that, that these beliefs are beneficial to society, uh, and, but yet they don't show any evidence for it. So this study was done from data collected over 10 years. So go ahead. You, what do you, what do you want to say? I was going to say, I don't think we're necessarily wired to believe in a supreme being so much as we're wired to imagine and to find causes for things that are mysterious to us. You know, it goes back so far that I, I think that it, you can make that claim and, and show, you know, that, I mean, from, from earliest records, you know, that people were, were trying to explain things. When they couldn't explain these things, they, they, you know, they, uh, gave they a, ascribed a magical, a magical cause to right, it. Right. Hence, hence the birth of mythology. Right. So where does the lightning come from, Father Zeus? Right. So to do the, to I guess to actually prove that, you have to raise some children in an environment and never expose them to God. And that's never going to happen. So, so it's an interesting claim. I guess I, I I don't know that that's provable, but I don't know what their point is in bringing it up. We're wired to believe that. Well, so what if we're wired to believe that? You know, that did, I I don't know that that proves anything. But it's a, but it's a claim that they make. Well, the claim is that if we're wired to believe that, then there must be something to it. There must be a reason why we're wired to it. I, I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing that that's the thought behind okay. the claim. Okay. But, you know, the, the, back to the study itself that we're looking at here, he says right off the bat that it's not intended to define 100% once and for all, you know, winner take all. He's not trying to say that. No. He's, he's not trying to say that his article defines whether a secular society or a religious one is better. He's simply presenting some things so that other people will do further study. Right. But he, so he starts off, yeah, I mean, that's the first thing he said. Um, in fact, going back in my notes here, I found some other claims. It, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, you know, they, they claim that, oh, they, they claim that one of the reasons for, um, for violence in societies is from the teaching of evolution. And, and by, and, and that by teaching kids that they're more, that, that they're no more than an ape, that, that there's no reason for them to be moral. And this is one of the big claims that, that they make that if we're nothing more than animals, then there's no reason for us to be moral. And I reject that claim on so many levels. Well, animals are a good deal more well-behaved than we are. Well, okay, you know, if you look at chimpanzees, which we're yeah. fairly closely related to, man, they're nasty each other. But then you look at bonobos, and which yeah. we're very closely related to, as closely as we are the chimpanzee. And you know what? They have a matriarchal society, and uh, they do pretty well. In fact, if I was going to choose a society, chimpanzees or bonobos, I'm going bonobos all the way. Okay. <laughs> I think I but are the bonobos um, atheists or believers? Uh, I don't know, but they have a lot of sex. <laughs> okay. 
You would be. And over- so you okay. would choose that society. Well, yeah. You, you know, have I have to go with you on that one. <laughs> um, so they go through this, and I mean, and I think that we could go through these claims pretty pretty logically. But so what what they do is they they looked at. A few things. They looked at uh, violent crime. They looked at STDs. They looked at pregnancy rates. Um, I think they. I think there was something as well. But what they found is that you know the the well, U.S. suicide was one thing they looked at. Oh yeah, at. and suicide. And that they, that they found that you know, and we are the only developed democracy that that has that has this really strong attachment to religion. All the other developed democracy that they identify do not have the um, this attachment to religion that that we do in the U.S. Interesting. Um, the con- our country was started by religious, religiously persecuted peoples. Yes, but they knew oh, the, the dangers. Colonies. They, I mean, you, we, you go back. They tried to create a separation of church and state, and they wanted a secular society because they because they saw the dangers. But then the founders look, of the country did. Yeah, but, but you look the at overall society was still a religious society who had come from roots of, of religious persecution. Right, but therefore, yeah, but- therefore, there's still a societal feeling in our country that they're being religiously persecuted. Yes, but the Eng- right. they came from England and th- and they have overwhelmed they have a, a a national religion, you know, that that it that that has been chosen for them, but yet they but they are more secular than we are. Well, in yes. the in the 13 original states, each one basically had its own religion for that state. Except for one of them, one of the colonies, and I think it's the Rhode Island one, had had separation of church and state. And and that is where Martin Luther, I I believe started the uh the Lutheran church because uh, they had religious wait freedom there. Wait a minute. Am I wrong? Back up there. Martin Luther was a long time before yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, Martin it? Luther also was in Germany. Okay. Oh, you're so back Okay, that who up. am I he's thinking? Not in okay. Rhode you're right. He's not yeah. in Rhode Island. But there was a sect uh, of Lutherans that started in Rhode Island. I apologize. Okay. You're right. I, I'm wrong about that. There, that started there because they were allowed to because they had because in one colony they they did have religious and 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 so anybody could come and practice there. And so I know that at some point and I, I think it is a Lutheran who was in Massachusetts goes to gets uh, gets kicked out of uh, Massachusetts and goes to Rhode Island. So so there's a lot of so you're right. There's a lot of history there in the 13 colonies. I, I'm wrong. It wasn't Martin Luther. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. That, but it, but it, but I mean, but, but so still, not all the, of them. The, the initial founding of this country, each state practically had its own religion. That, that's for true. that state. If if you if you belonged to one specific religion, you lived in the state that followed that religion. Right. Except Brian, for except for one. It, it, Brian, right. it wasn't Martin Luther King either. No, no, no. It certainly wasn't. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. Martin You're, Luther Prince. It wasn't yeah, Martin no, Luther. It wasn't, it, wasn't Luther. Luther. it wasn't Luther Vandross either. You know, I found this one when I was li- when I was reading about Lutherans at one point. But I'm sorry, I don't it's have back it. To the article. Yeah. Anyway. You know, I I've got to say, I think that on some level, in order to form a society in the first place, religion is extremely useful to form a society. Why? Because it gives people a common cause. It gives people a kind of a consequence for not obeying society's rules and it gives people a you know something better to believe in coming up but i think that on some level we've also society could grow past the need for having a religious a religious bent to society okay they they could grow past that and that and but this shows that once you evolve past that right 
This, uh, this document shows that once you evolve past religion, that you end up with a more moral society, that, that you end up with lower um, pregnancy rates, you know, or, you know, lower suicide I don't know teenage pregnancy rates. Yes, Ryan, it, I don't it, know if it shows it, but it, it indicates, it does seem to indicate possible. Well, it, it, they right. show, they show lower STDs, they show lower teen pregnancy rates, they show, I mean, lower... But the lower societies suicide, that they're, crime. yeah, lower the crime. societies they're referencing though have a lot of other factors, a lot of other factors that also. Well, and then that's one problem with well, uh, yeah, you know, studies I like mean, they this. Cite, in... They cite Japan, and Japan is a very, very different culture from ours in the first place, and religion is only a only a, a small portion of that. And that's one thing you have to with a study like this is you know is could there be other factors? Yeah, be. Well, of course there are other factors, and that was my problem initially with all of this. I generally I I feel like this kind of research is difficult to do because at at some point you you're making all these correlations and they make some very strong correlations. I I have to I mean they they are there. Um, and and I and I think that they have some causation, but you, more would have to be done, and they would have to take each one of these, break them down, and do them very specifically. Yeah. Because this study is too broad to 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 quantify it. But it is very interesting that they that they show you know, with less religion that all these things go down. That's interesting. Ireland, ha- they have less percentage of people who absolutely believe in God, but they have more percentage of people who actually um, attend a religious service at least several times a month. Okay. <laughs> all all the others are kind of equal, but... Just in case, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. Maybe that's what it is. But you know, We don't absolutely believe in God, but he, we're not sure if he knows that. But that's the thing why why we're starting to see um we're we're starting to see um atheist Jews atheist Christians because at the, at the same time that they don't believe in God that it goes back to that that feeling of community and they still they still need that feeling of community even though they 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 don't have their belief in God anymore. Well, and an atheist Jew may still decide to live by Jewish law, although not actually practice as a practice belief in God. Well, right, and so you you might see that. In fact, you know, we didn't we talk about that article where that that showed that. That uh, that uh, many Jews are atheists. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that we we talked about that article. No, 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 don't quite remember that one. Whereas uh, correlation does not necessarily uh, indicate causation. Would you say that lack of correlation would would indicate no causation? Well, you know, I think that those are those are hard um, connections to make because I think that sometimes the the the, the causation isn't intuitive, and we may not see the correlation right off the bat. So these studies are difficult. I guess my point is that, uh, or is we can't really say that uh, religion leads to worse behavior, but there is a lack of correlation. Okay. Names of people that atheism is bad behavior. Okay, but this is where now, then now we now we can start to bring in Richard Dawkins. We can start to bring in Christopher Hitchens. We can bring in Sam Harris. We can bring in. Um, uh, Dennis Dennett, and 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 these are kind of you know your 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 I don't know if they're 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 definitely atheists and they're out atheists and they are out there saying that that religion is harmful for society and Christopher Hitchens it makes no bones about it in his book um, God is not great religion poisons everything and he shows specific correlations and causations where religion really did cause violence 
and where it really did make things break down and where any place right. where religion was introduced things collapsed and so i so we i mean these kinds of things are being done and are being done effectively and i think that i think that dawkins has done a, a good job with this i i think christopher hitchens has i think sometimes you know hitchens particularly is sometimes difficult for for people to listen to if you already aren't kind of down that road he's probably not going to persuade you because he because he is very much in your face with it i think dawkins does a little bit better i think um, the the uh, the God delusion is a really good introduction, and I think that his the the uh, um, the book he did after that, um, Evolution, the Greatest Show on Earth, is is an excellent book, and they kind of go together. But you know, his um, Evolution, the Greatest Show on Earth, is is much more subtle about it. It does it isn't directly attacking God, but it shows it, it shows evolution and how it works, and, and shows you know how we move on. And if you and if you use that next and go to the God delusion, you start to see these correlations. Where, where religion does start to poison things. And we see this with societies that, you know, in particularly Muslim-based governments are, I mean, we, we see a lot more violence in those societies. I think we would do, I think we would do well or better with our society if there really was an effective separation of church and state. Oh, absolutely. Not, not the, uh, not the still, you know, I, you know, I don't care Honestly, I don't care whether somebody believes in one god or a whole pantheon or no god at all. You know, it doesn't really hurt me one way or the other what somebody believes as long as everybody's playing by the same rules and we go by the rules of society. No, so, I would, I, you know, and that, that I, I can see, I can see why, why we would make, you know, I mean, w- w- tolerance is important. And and I understand that the the issue that I see is that the people that were that were electing, if if they if they have strong religious ties, when they go to government, they're going to they're going to try and and introduce their you know their religion into in, into their governing. Or even if they don't have strong religious ties, if they're trying to court a religious base, they're going to re- they're going to introduce whatever they think that religious base wants to hear. Right. And you know what? If I'm running for office, what, what do you think is – I mean who do you think is – am I – how am I going to get the most votes? If I come out and say, I, you know, I'm religious, and uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm Christian, I go to church every day. I'm Muslim, I go to church every day. I'm gay, I go to church every day. Or I'm an atheist. Who's going to get the least amount of votes there? Well, we already determined last week that uh, it's all a popularity contest anyways. That's true. That's true. So are you a popular atheist? Well, I guess that is the good question. I clearly am not. <laughs> you know, I think you have to really, really boost yourself up and become a major demagogue in order to really get popular. <laughs> I'll get right on that. Okay. What? Uh, you know, mind you, I think your demagoguery is good. You just need to expand your demagogue base. <laughs> I will. I will take a look into um, what it's going to take for me to do that. Anyway, so uh, are you on Twitter? I, of course, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> okay. No. So, but ultimately, this was this was a nice. It was nice to read that article and then read this to see really where it came from. And and mm-hmm. I think that they made I, this makes a much stronger case, of course, than the article does. It I don't does. Think, I the don't article think... took the article kind of cherry picked and. Uh basically drew conclusions that the the original study did not right i think that 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 was true so this was much better and like i say i think that i think that there is a lot of people out there making these exact arguments but they're but they're more target they're they're looking at specific circumstances and so we so the we have the broad picture and then we have targeted circumstances where where these things start to come in ultimately I, i don't know what you do with it or if you can do anything with it i think that at least for the time being, 
there's going to be people who are religious. There's going to be people who are not religious. And I think the thing we need to focus on more than anything else is just being as decent as we can to each other. Okay. And, and I that's think how that, we make a better society. And I think that most atheists would say that. Most atheists, are, I think atheists probably do agree with you. I'm going to speak for all atheists right here, that we agree with you, that that's what needs to be done. I think that part of the issue is that when you have somebody telling you from from a religious bent that you must live this way or you're going to hell or, or bad things are going to happen to you, that it makes it very difficult to leave that kind of thing alone because they're, right. not, because they're not leaving me alone. They don't want me. <laughs> First of all, I already own a lot of real estate down there, and they really don't want me coming in and checking on the properties. I'm not sure where I'm going with this. So let's go on to the no, next but here's article. A, you, you know, <laughs> I want to make one more point that, uh, on the other hand, we don't want to associate skepticism with atheism. That's uh, that's really not what what my intention is here. Be, no. um I, I don't want to do that because it is it, it is contrary to our cause. Well, a man, a person can be religious and still be a skeptic. A person can be an atheist and still be a skeptic. Absolutely. A person yeah. can be an atheist and be a, a credulous fool. Right, exactly. So ultimately, I mean, religion is a choice. If people make that choice, that's fine. That doesn't mean that they can't still be rational thinkers. And skepticism is really all about just not not taking what you're told and coming to your own conclusions. Right. Not being spoon-fed somebody's argument, coming up and deciding what you believe more than anything else. That is what skepticism is all about. And that's what we're Heck all about. Right. Yeah, excellent. You said that just as I wrote it. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shall we move now, on? Now, well, Eric, to really agree with my statement, you would have said, no, I don't think I agree with that. But let me tell you what I think. <laughs> all right. So the next that. one the next one here was this thing about the confirmation ceremony. Right, from the Denver Post. And, and this right. is a, a Dear Amy article. And uh, – these uh, this couple. Oh, this came from a listener, didn't it? Yes, this came from Kimberly, one of our listeners. She uh, we were we, she had told me about this uh, when yeah when we, we talked were... to her at the last drinking skeptically right, and so I said send it to me, and so so she did, and so we're it, it was definitely a nice little piece. This this family uh, has neighbors that were um at, they, they must be Catholic. Um, well, I I think Catholic is the only Catholicism is the only. No, I don't think Catholicism is the only one that has confirmation. They're I not. think a lot of a lot of different religions do have confirmation. I, I don't know. But, you know, I, it would it would make sense to me that the Protestants would have some sort of confirmation. In fact, yeah, I think, I think they do. I think that thinking that Catholics are the only ones who yeah, have no, that that's... is confirmation bias. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so they were invited to uh, to their neighbor's daughter's confirmation. And they wanted to find out – they were asking Dear Amy what they need to do because they don't have a belief in any sort of God, and they they wanted to know what the appropriate thing for them you know, to do here was. Um, and Dear Amy told them that it was okay for them to go, that they the, that by being there, that they, you know, that they wouldn't be required to do anything that they felt uncomfortable with and that they were just being witnesses to, to the confirmation. And so it, it was good for them to go and go ahead and, you know, bring a gift and celebrate the person's day because, you know, that kind of, you know, their their celebration, you know, and, and they should be able to have that. And so I, this was a nice little piece that uh, came out of the Denver Post. I really liked Amy's answer on this because it was respectful to all and it was it was uh, denigrating to none. Right. So Absolutely. It was a great it was a great response. It was full of good advice and it was you know, it was basically just let them know. I mean, they, the parents probably know that you're not of their faith because you're not going to the same church there. So they probably they probably know and they probably know that you may not go to church on Sunday at all because they probably have seen you not go. But it's it's a neighborly thing. They're out, they're inviting you because they're your neighbors and because they're your friends. So, yeah. So, so that was good. 
All right, Ian, how are you going to spice up my sex life? Uh, uh, I ain't going to do nothing to help you with that. San Francisco, though. Oh, San Francisco. Has some people right. who think they know how to do it. Okay. Um, apparently, there is going to be a um, uh, <laughs> proposed ban. Well, there's a proposed circumcision ban that is going to be a ballot, I think. I believe that's what it said. They're still trying to get their signatures to be on it. Okay. They're, they're trying to get the signatures to be Okay, so they're trying to get the signatures to get it on the ballot, but um, what it would legally do is ban circumcision okay. under any circumstances. So and why do they want to do that? Um, well, the, I, I've seen so many different claims. This one, um, let's see, genital mutilation constitutes a major health risk, violates human rights, and has lifelong physical and psychological effects, is the claim. Okay, do they have any evidence to back that up? Um, well, that, that's what I started to look for, is to find if there is any evidence about that, and I couldn't find any. What I actually found was just the opposite. Um, I have several links here um, that look into the medical pros and cons of circumcision and the evidence-based appraisal of circumcision. And in both those that I looked through, basically... Um, the, the facts seem to go against it being any kind of health risk. In fact, it um, the studies showed that those who have been circumcised are less likely to get STDs and less likely to get um, cancer. Cancer? Um, yeah, um, general cancer. So I thought it was penile cancer. Yes. Well, the cancer down there. <laughs> cancer down there. Wow. Whatever that's Specific. called. Specific. Okay. So gentile cancer. That's what I thought it was called. Gentile. Okay. Yeah, gentile cancer because it doesn't happen to people who are circumcised. So can we call it rotting penis? <laughs> gentile genital cancer. Gentile genital. Let's just call it rotting penis. Now, circumcision has always been an interesting thing to me because I've heard some of this stuff before, and I've wondered about, it, and I've heard people who have sexual dysfunction claim that the reason they're having the problems is because they were circumcised as a kid. Other things like that, and I had wondered, because I'm circumcised and I've never had any problems like that, and so, you know, I've, I've been curious for a while, so I, I've actually looked this stuff up before, so, you know, when I see something like this in the news, my first thought is, okay, is there anything new that's out there? And it didn't seem like there was. I couldn't find anything at all new to defend these um, ideas. You know, Penn and Teller have done a uh, have done a segment on this, and I forget exactly. Um, and they showed us some sitting done. Boy, that that is it was gruesome. I mean, it was not yeah. something that I I say I really uh, really would want to watch again. Um, <laughs> and uh, and they made some claims, you know, because it, it's done without anesthetic, and that it can be painful for the child and some stuff like that. So so there was some so they made some claims there. Um, I, you know what, but I, I think that you might be able to look around the world and say in certain countries and cultures, it might be more of a benefit to be circumcised than it is in yeah. the States. We're fairly well, clean here. Right? Yeah, that, that's a big part of it um, because nowadays we, we do keep it cleaner. But in the past, I, I think one of the reasons circumcision came about was because it, it's hard to clean underneath the foreskin. Okay. And for health reasons, it made a lot more sense to cut the foreskin off so you can clean it better down there and not get infections and such. That makes sense. But you're cutting off all that skin with all of those nerve endings. Right. And so, yet, there's no way to determine whether or not that um, affects sensitive. There's a claim that it does. Right. But, but okay. th you, you can't test it. You know, there's no real way to be able to test that, okay, yeah, you're less sensitive with or without the skin. Okay. Um, Sensitivity is very, very subjective. Yeah. And when it all comes down to it, the biggest sexual organ in the body is the brain. <laughs> really? How do you get that in there? <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> 
KY. All right. So ultimately, I mean, I certainly don't support a ban on circumcision, but I think right. in this and, country, well, the other thing is the ban itself would go against religious. You know, even for religious reasonings, you can't do it. Right. And you know, we know for a fact that in, in the Jewish culture, circumcision is a very big part of their you know religion. Uh, no, sir. We call that a brisk. Yes, and that's what this is going to lead to in San Francisco if this passes. What we're going to have is back alley bris in in Oakland, and I don't think anybody wants that. If they're going to Oakland, then they're it's legal there. <laughs> I think in in this country we can certainly make the choice, but I think in other countries where maybe we don't, where you know where they might have less clean water and stuff like that, that that this could be a real a real issue. Well, the, the health community in general has decided not to take a stance I, okay. I, one way or the other on circumcision because um, they, they figure I, there's no nothing that says either one's better. Oh, Ian, you're cutting out on me. All right, right. Sorry. Come on, Ray. Uh, that, keep your head straight. <laughs> yep. So the, the, the conversation uh, just got circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the health community isn't taking a stance one way or the other on this because they're looking and saying, you know, watch out that doesn't necessarily say either way is the best. And it's only a personal choice for the family in which way to do it. You know, both my boys, they got circumcised. I, we didn't think a thing of it. I highly doubt it's given, it's caused them any lifelong physical or psychological effects since I can honestly say it hasn't caused me any lifelong physical or psychological effects. Uh-huh, sure. So, <laughs> are you saying I'm screwed up all because I'm circumcised? I'm saying you're screwed up. It may not be because you're circumcised. <laughs> Showstopper. Yeah, we kind of, oh, no. One of, but, one of my articles like, is missing. What article? Uh, what are we missing? Muslims torch Christian homes in Link's missing? southern Egypt. Yeah. Oh, see if I can find it. That's not good. Right. Oh, here's one from Fox. This won't be okay. slanted. I got to change the link, unfortunately. Okay. All right, so uh, let's move on. I said always San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> because San Francisco is a lot right like Boulder out here. It's a whole different world. I thought you were supposed to be more progressive out there in San Francisco. That's what I thought. Yeah, I know. I don't really understand the nanny stuff that's been going on these last few weeks. I mean, didn't you guys legalize gay marriage? Uh, California? No, California didn't. I thought that was San Francisco <laughs> specifically. Am I wrong? Uh, I don't recall. Here. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you're oh, responsible for him now, buddy. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, I I put so this article. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, so how's the snow? <laughs> we haven't gotten any. You know, but it is nice to live in a place that has weather. <laughs> From a point of view. <laughs> All right, so um, I, I, I put this article in here um, for last week's show. This is Muslims Torch Christian Homes in South uh, Southern, Southern Egypt. Egypt. And this was, um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I could see this happening in reverse here is one of the reasons that this caught my eye. Yeah. Um, so the, these, um, this, these, this couple and, uh, were out, and um, uh, the, uh, what is a uh, Muslim girl and a Christian man were, were seen together. And I, I saw two different. I, I saw I saw this reported in two different ways. I saw this reported as an affair, and I saw it reported as what it was. Were they seen together? Yeah, the, I thought they were together. Isn't that what it said? Uh, the what one saying it? it says they were raised by a rumor. Oh, a rumor. Two. See, I thought a rumor of an affair with a Muslim girl. And but there's an, but the other article that I had didn't call it an affair. Uh, 
Well, they were seen together. Okay. The, um, locals spotted a young cop and a Muslim girl together at night inside the village cemetery. Okay, so Copped one being okay, Coptic Christian. One article that I read right. declare um, article declared that uh, that they were dating, and another one called it an affair. So depending on who was reporting it, the 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 language that was used was um, was more inflammatory or less inflammatory. Depending on the article, and of course, the Fox News article uses the word "affair." But another article that I, but I think that might be the article that has uh, gone away. Um, reported. Are you this. saying that Fox News tends to go toward the more amateur? Um. Yes. I am. Okay. Just as long as we're saying. Yeah. Yeah, we're saying it. So I, so I, I thought it was interesting because I found two different articles that reported it in slightly different ways, and we know that um, the the police took them took them into custody. And in the article, it just said that they were taken into custody. And so I thought – so my first thought was like, well, why – what were they taken into custody for? Were they taken into custody for protection or were they taken into custody because this is illegal in Egypt? I, I didn't know. Um, Egypt – now, I've, I've since found out that Egypt claims to be a secular state um, and that they, they um, don't endorse this kind of intolerance and that it is legal – um, for a for a Christian and a Muslim to marry in Egypt, but what I found is that I mean where, where the where the issue with this comes in is with the churches, and so so if a Christian wants to marry a Muslim, they'll have a much better uh, chance if the person higher up the church and has more clout. And the same with the Christians, it seemed like you know the the higher up the the Christian was in church, that the the more accepted, you know the Muslim could. But they and it sounded like they needed to convert. It was it was kind of fuzzy. Um, I linked to that article as well. And, and it was just a, um, a posting, and I think that because some other people had the, um, similar questions as I did, it, was it okay for a Muslim man and a Christian woman in Egypt? Because I really wasn't well, sure. So they, they were taken into custody for protection. Something I'm noting in this article, though, is that the riot actually was, was sparked by claims that, that a Christian man had raped a Muslim girl. No, that's and a different that, – that, that is a different, different – that's a different situation. Oh, different riot. Okay. Different riot, yeah. So these kinds of tensions have been building, and that's what, that's what the article is getting at. So that's the second incident. Um, and that these tensions are rising in Egypt um, between the Muslims and the Christian, and so they're starting to escalate. You know, it's, I'm going back to what I said about people just need to be as decent as they can to each other. I don't care what faith you – you know, when it all comes down to it, the Muslims and the Christians are both worshiping one god, and they don't, they don't necessarily say that the god is the same one, but – it kind of is. Oh, he so. kind of is. And the other thing here is that we've seen intolerance in this country in the other direction that Christians are intolerant of Muslims. Yeah, we definitely have. So, and so that's why I, you know, the, I found this interesting. Now, we have yet to have the Christians go and burn Muslim homes, but I think. Well, I think, and I wonder if that's because we have stronger, a uh, stronger system of a stronger system of laws and a, a quicker response time. I would tend among to yeah. our among our authorities. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. Yeah, that and that and that would and that makes sense to me. So I, I found that I found it interesting, and uh, you know, and it led me to you know to ask some questions that I had never even thought of or asked before. It, it, it's an interesting little thing that together here. All right. Okay, on to the. Yeah, and this once again is from the Daily Mail. Actually, this was the best. I, I looked for a few. The one that had the most information on it. So this was oh, covered you're, by you're other. You're cutting it out. Hey, make sure that you're thing is taped down me. good. Can you hear me? Nope. 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 You're coming in and out. I'll keep yep. my head right here. Okay. Don't move. All right. Tape it to the chair. But so the um basically I, I the a lot of sources covered this story, but this was the one that had the most information on it. 
So that's the, why it's the one I picked. Okay, tell me about it. Okay, apparently in um, city of Ghana, a 72-year-old grandmother was burned alive because she was claimed to be a witch. And why um, did they? Why did they say she was a witch? Ah, uh, did they actually say that in the? I don't remember actually seeing that said specifically in any of the articles as to why it was just she was known to everyone to be a witch. And she's that says that they claimed she admitted it, but there's nothing really indicating yeah. here why they thought she was a witch in the first place. Yeah, so. none of the things I saw had that information as to on what she had done, but they knew she was a witch. That you know, they just knew it. But she turned me into a newt. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I mean, but so it gets more interesting. Okay, so we don't know why exactly they claim she was a witch, but I, I think that in, there's right. some cultures where all it takes is somebody um, to make an accusation against somebody, um, and we we've and that's seen, what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. So clearly, the accusation was made against her that she was a witch, and somebody thought it was true, and they decided to take action. Well, well they tortured a con- they tortured a confession out of her first, and then doused her in kerosene and set her fire. Now, this was interesting because in some places it says that it almost sounded like they wanted to make a supernatural claim, the way that I read it, that they doused her with oil and then she caught fire. And then right. it says kerosene. I mean, it, the, the article is kind of wishy-washy. Here. Well, they claimed claiming that they were claiming that they were anointing her with oil in order to exercise the evil spirit of her, out of her and the oil that they anointed her with caught fire. Right, exactly. And But then they do say later on that, it was, that, that they doused her with kerosene. You know, basically what it sounds like is they know that she was doused with kerosene, but the claims from the people who did it are that they were anointed her with oil. Yeah, the anointing oils on the old woman <laughs> caught fire. Yeah, when you, they your general anointing oils prayer. are not flammable. Well, they were saying it's America. Yeah, that, exactly. Note, that's what they're trying to apply. No, we here at Amateur Skeptics do not advocate the use of kerosene as a substitute for anointing oil in ceremonies. <laughs> we, we don't? It always goes badly. We prefer gasoline. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just picturing a baptism now using gasoline for the anointing oil right next to those nice candles. Yeah, they really want to imply here that <laughs> that the oils caught fire and what when they offered prayer. Uh, the oils the, caught spa- caught fire spontaneously. Exactly. What they they to were indicate. just trying yes. to exercise the demon. This thing is just sad. Yeah, it's yeah. just sad and it's horrible. Well, and then they mm-hmm. say that they that they you know of course they you know that they were trying to get the demon out of her, so they just let the demon loose. To go to go and get somebody else. You know, I, I'm pleased to see that at least it looks like the authorities are taking action on this, and yeah. that this is not, it's not, it, it's being frowned on, and it's being it's being stopped. Oh, yeah, but, that'd be disturbing if any society justified such a thing. You know, a few it's, people. It's very reset. Yeah, uh, it's amazing that in this day and age you still hear about stuff. Well, apparently you don't because you cut right out. Cut out. Did I? Yeah. I'm not moving. Uh, 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 Ghana's a country. What? Ghana's a country. You said it. Oh, did oh. I say city? Ghana's. You did. Okay. But... Okay. Ghana's a country. The port city of Tama near the Ghanaian capital. There you Ghanaian. go. All right. We got we got one more article here, and then we're gonna call it quits. So let's talk about video proof of the afterlife. And it looks like we got this from Matthew Baxter from yeah. uh, the Rocky Mountain Paranormal Society. This, yeah, it's no, I think this is yeah. I think this is a normal type of video that you couldn't even take seriously, except for this news channel took it seriously. Yeah, uh, it's an it's an interesting video, but it doesn't it doesn't prove or disprove anything. Okay, tell me about the video. It's just an interesting video. Tell me about the video. Okay, the video is in a cemetery. 
Um, supposedly in the most haunted town in the world, or is it just the U.S.? Oh, they said um, the most haunted town. Boy, I don't uh, know. Savannah, Savannah, Georgia, right? right yeah, right. I, I, I can't was... remember if it's the most haunted town in the world or in the U.S., yeah, but okay. supposedly uh, you know, an extremely haunted town. Okay. And in the cemetery, he's videotaping it, and he catches a figure running, then climbing a tree, then dropping from the tree and vanishing. And for some strange reason, he's decided it was a ghost. Okay, but not for some strange reason, because they the claim the first claim was that they that the that the boy was chasing a shadowy figure, which I do not see in the film. Yeah, and and they also are making the claim that his clothes were not modern clothes; that they were some sort of period clothing. In the video, which you it's can't impossible out. really to yeah. tell. Right in the video, so I, yeah, and I I can't tell in the video. It looks to me like a, a boy in a cape, maybe. You know, or a girl in a cape. You know, for, for that. Yeah, matter, a couple I can't of comments on this, we're talking about the fact that they think it's a flag waving in the distance. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I. It doesn't look to me like that. To me, it looks like the like somebody runs looks, up a tree, yeah. drops down. You see, kind of a flappy piece of material, and he hits the ground underneath the the camera's view. Yeah. Or behind something, right. and at that point, they take the camera down and they and they they go that way. Now, the interesting thing about this is that the people they don't ask questions of the people walking by. There's clearly some people and they walking by. They don't go over to investigate. Right. They don't go to investigate. And here's the other thing: is that the thing that struck me about this from the beginning is that they were going to the most haunted place in the United States, at least confirmation bias. Exactly. They were looking for ghosts. They already were looking for them. And the other thing that they have done is that they ran out and they got a copyright on the video. Yeah, right from the, the, the start. The father, if you watch the video, the father is determined. This is the real thing. This is the real thing. After he points out how he has a copyright and stuff, and it's like, okay, yeah, you guys, you know, aren't trying to make money off this or anything, are you? Right, exactly, and that's exactly what they're doing. And then they take it to special effects people who I, I think that they really did a disservice here because anybody can look at this and say, listen, we have no idea what could have happened. Is it kind of eerie? Well, I, not really. You know, there's somebody running in the background and running up a tree. That's all we know for sure. But even even the special effects people really wanted to, you know, you know, make play this up a little bit. Now, they wouldn't come out and say that they thought it was a ghost. They said, well, they couldn't have faked it. Well, I don't think they faked it either. I think that's I think they caught a kid climbing the tree. Yeah. And you see the physical movement of climbing the tree. Why would a ghost need to physically climb a tree? I have no idea. Well, we don't know. We don't know whether a ghost needs to physically climb a tree or appear to physically climb a tree or not, because we don't have any sort of evidential proof of ghosts. True. Well, and the, you know, once again, they they started with an assumption that ghosts exist. That was their assumption to start with. So they were looking for something to confirm that bias, and they weren't very. I don't. Know, they they were not very clear in their ex, you know exploration they, they didn't have a, a good idea of how the, how they were going to prove it yeah and it, to me it's kind of sad that a news station would pick this up and run it as an actual news story why not why wouldn't you? you're gonna get so viewers weak. it doesn't matter you're gonna get viewers just the title yeah. in and of itself we're talking about it true so I, I mean, I, that doesn't surprise me a bit. Than special effects people. Aren't there any ghost hunters out there they could talk to? No, they didn't. Oddly enough, they didn't call Brian and Baxter from the Rocky Mountain <laughs> Paranormal Society to get their opinion on this. For my, for my personal viewpoint on this, bottom line is they got it patented because they got it because they wanted to believe that they had caught proof of life after. They got it patented. They didn't want it bouncing all over YouTube. They wanted that. They wanted to be the ones controlling this video, and they want to get whatever benefit that they can out of this. Right. But they started off in the first place, and they started off in the first place believing 
that they were going to see a ghost, and sure enough. Yeah, yeah there's nothing to me that looked supernatural about what we saw. Nothing. I don't think so either. I, I, I would tend to agree with that. And and once again, video is, isn't is proof. It's only documentation. There's got to be some other form of proof to back that up. No, like I said, they, they, they need to go over there and investigate and see what actually happened. But they did not you, do that. Yeah, that's sure, the thing. It's it, okay. He's really a kid. Yeah. Uh, well, they 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 could have staged this. It would have been easy to stage too. Yeah. I don't know if they did, but it could have been done. And it, and it's just I don't know. It's pretty coincidental too. I'm not buying it. No, me neither. But you know that that's the thing. A lot of the supernatural videos, the UFOs, ghosts, and stuff. You look at them, and it's just overhyped. They 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 caught something, and they've said you know in this case something that honestly is easy to explain. But they want to make it into something more. They want to make it into you know a big deal when honestly you know the majority of the stuff is really just silly. And, and, and to me, there's not enough here to explain or unexplain. There's not enough to the video to say yeah. one way or the other that it's proof or not proof of anything. It's just kind of a, it's just kind of a bad video. I'm sure. And I realize yeah. it was taken yeah. with bad equipment. It was taken with very, very low grade video equipment. But bottom line is, it's not. It's not a good video, and it doesn't prove or disprove anything. They have a bona fide UMF here, though. UMF. Yeah, unidentified moving object. <laughs> UMO. UMO. Yes, UMO. I'm sorry. Yes, UMO. I call UFO. UFO. Unidentified falling object. Yeah, okay, there you go. Unidentified falling object. All UFO videos are real. Unidentified flying object. All it means is the person shooting shooting it couldn't identify it. That's all it means. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, so are there Doesn't UFOs? Mean it's an extraterrestrial craft. It just means that they didn't know what they were shooting. Exactly. And that's all that they've got. They don't know what they were shooting. Same, same thing here. Unidentified flying object or falling object. There you go. Okay, that's All fine. Right. So. All right. Anything well, else? Everyone checks out our Facebook page. Facebook, email, comments voicemail. on our regular page, stuff like that. We got lots of ways you can contact us. Use them. That's right. Validate us. <laughs> yes. Validate us so we don't have to. Oh, Eric beat me to it. <laughs> yeah, but you keep stepping on him. Anything else, guys? It's because we're good. Small, though. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to AmateurSkeptics.com. To send us now feedback, suggestions, in. or big flaming insults, feel free to contact us at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. Other contact information can be found on our website. To leave a voicemail for the Amateur Skeptics, you can do that at 720-295-7785. Music with this podcast is provided by... OFM. You can find out more about OFM at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is released under Creative Commons, no derivative 3.5 license. We'd love to have you share our work with other people. Please just do not edit or change the content.